Greetings, citizens of Earth. You are barking a happy tune with my pal Smurf of Smurf and the Magic Tones on 5280 Geek. Live from the Vegas studios, it is Weekend Geek Update. Smurf here, ready to let you know what's going on in the world of geekdom today. Well, this week, things that have caught my eye, the rest of the team, of course, is out experiencing life as we know it. Tawan is keeping me company with a key, and the rest of the world continues to move about in its normal spherical fashion so here's some of the thoughts and things that have caught my eye over the past week we are sponsored by suzy q's the purveyor of all that is metallic she is the crafter of incredible arts crafts and wares that you can take in public <laughs> i have no idea where i was going with that but it works suzy uh is our sponsor you can click her link in the comments below check out her stuff she's got some new items coming out she will be going to a couple of different cons and uh she's excited to get back to work she was on last week's cast as we do- uh, dove into what was going on for for star wars for loki and all of that stuff sorry if we spoiled anything for you i did get a few comments of like i couldn't even listen because you guys started going into to black widow i haven't haven't watched it yet and I do apologize. We try to do things spoiler free around here, and it's just one of those those things, those mishaps that happen because we figure everybody is eagerly on the edge of their seat, waiting for these things to hit, and not everyone is is up to date. So if I spoiled it, we apologize. If we saved you, you're welcome. Because <laughs> it hasn't gotten any better out there The reviews for Black Widow continue to sink like a stone And I feel bad uh, adding to it But I did try to give some positive inflection And some some views that maybe people hadn't thought of But uh, it's still worth watching It is still a Marvel film And it does have all the appropriate feels and what not, so by all means, please give it a try. Of course, Loki, uh, everyone continues to talk about, and the memes are running rampant. Um, evidently, Crocs with horns now are a thing. Uh, so if you haven't rushed out to purchase your pair, you may want to before they're gone. <laughs> Just saying. Just letting you know ahead of time, because that's what we do. Um, What else is going on? So there's been a couple of interesting developments over the last couple of days. One of the things that caught my eye, uh, which I'm very intrigued about, and it doesn't really come as a big surprise to me um, when when you look at it, is that uh, we're not going to see... um, Sorry, I'm like reading while I'm I'm talking. Umbrella Academy until like spring or summer of 2022. I don't know why everyone was so wound up and thinking that we should have it already. They haven't even started filming. There's still stuff that's going on because of Rona and and all of that. And I know at this time last year we did have uh, a new new series for Umbrella Academy, and I know everyone is anxious to see what happens with the Sparrow Academy, which I'm right there with you. I'm extremely excited to see what 
is going on, but uh, filming is scheduled to begin in February. So seeing an Umbrella Academy until spring or summer of 2022 seems the most likeliest of um, scenarios. We do have episode names, and it looks like it's going to be 10 episodes this coming season. And I'm very intrigued um how this is all going to to work out um the the characters of course all return and we now have the new element of the sparrow academy and there's so so many questions especially do we get a grown-up harlan uh that would be great and if that's true what um where where's where's his where's his mom um especially when there was that 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 connection between uh, the two of them, and, and it's just like, uh, I can hardly wait to see what this leads to, and if the Sparrow Academy is going to be as dangerous as everybody kind of kind of expects. So, uh, 10, 10 episodes, at least we're getting a little bit closer to that 12-episode mark, which would make me a little bit happier in general, just especially for the streaming side. I'm, I'm getting a little annoyed with these six, eight-episode story arcs, and waiting way too long for the next installment and it just you know brings up more questions than it does answers so it's fine it it happens ideal (laughs) what else can you do when when you're just waiting on the rest of the world because it's like summer there's not like a whole lot going on which is kind of very interesting to me i guess because i would expect that there would be a lot more going on especially just coming out of um, quarantine and all of that but Everyone is just slowly working their way back into the the gists, the day, and we'll see what happens. Another announcement that came across that caught my eye is Winston Duke is set to play our next Batman. The actor is best known for his role as M'Baku uh, from the Black Panther, and he was badass. I loved his character in Black Panther. I wanted to see more of him, especially when we saw Infinity War, and he's bringing his whole tribe from the mountains down to just whoop that ass. I I really, really uh, love this guy. So to see him voice Batman for an upcoming um, uh, podcast, I, I'm all for. So he signed on to voice Bruce Wayne in Batman Unburied, an, uncoming, an upcoming Spotify podcast uh, from the Dark Knight screenwriter David S. Goyer. And, uh, of course, uh, if you don't know this name, Jason Isaacs, you will know his character. He played Lucius Malfoy for Harry Potter, and he is joining the cast as Alfred. I I think that's brilliant. I loved him in The Flash because he had just that, that snotty English air about himself, but he was really humble, and it was just kind of cool to see him not be Malfoy. So I, I'm 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 all for it. Oh wait, Lucius. Yeah, no, that's his dad. I'm getting I'm getting my Malfoys confused. <laughs> my bad, Lucius, the dad. Yeah, he's he's even more sinister than than the other Malfoy. There's so many Malfoys. I lose track. Lucius's dad, I think, is a great idea as as. Pennyworth too as Alfred yeah that was just my bad my bad I get my names all confused but then what would a podcast be without me um messing up somebody's name Batman Unburied is described as a psychological thriller that dives into the mind of Bruce Wayne and features dark twists and classic Batman villains the project comes as part of an expansive 2020 deal between DC and Spotify with other DC characters expecting to get their own series told in new podcasts of Spotify as well including Lois Lane Wonder Woman 
Catwoman, Riddler, and Batgirl. So it kind of is, we're going back to um, the radio serials. Because back in the day, and, you know, this is long before even me, there were radio shows. Everybody would get around to listen to the old-timey-wimey um, radio shows where people are in suits, in studios, making noises, talking, people in the background clacking wood, making it sound like it's an actual environment, things were going on. There are some very cool radio serials out there that um, even I've listened to. I was a huge fan um, growing up listening to them because it was like the only thing that was around. I mean, the only thing that you could really listen to. Well, at least, you know, in the middle of the woods, middle of nowhere. And to be honest, this is kind of where I expected podcasts to go to, to doing like the old school radio shows or more of a production value that goes into doing a podcast. It's easy enough to do. Um, I mean, a lot of shows go live. Similar to this one, we're mostly live. I don't edit myself because... Well, that would cheapen the experience for you. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is there's a lot of op- options and there's a lot of opportunities to expand on this platform and to build that experience. So I think them doing this is absolutely brilliant. And I know the Sandman series uh, also is another one that they've done a radio kind of production style with. I mean, Big Finish has been doing this for years with Doctor Who. And, in fact, it carried it during the dark times when it wasn't on air so to see this out there actually i'm i'm kind of encouraged i'm 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 excited to see what they actually produce um and if it really does kind of harken back to the old radio serials so we'll see how it goes i don't have a whole lot of other information on this uh but everyone is very excited um, and this quote, uh, I've been a long, I've been a fan of narrative podcasts for some time and was looking for the right story. Returning to Batman seems like the perfect opportunity. And this is a direct quote from, uh, Goyer in a segment that, um, when the project was first announced. So he also continued on saying, we'll be using unique, uh, advantages of audio to dig into the more nightmarish members of the Dark Knight's rogue gallery. That may or may not work. It just kind of depends. A lot of Batman's rogues gallery is is the visual um, because otherwise everyone's just start sounding like the Joker, and I don't I don't think that works very well on the radio side of it. So I'm I'm very anxious to see how they produce this, what goes into it, and and then kind of meshing this all all together in one big happy nightmarish marriage thing and it does give the opportunity because of the nature of batman we don't see the darker side of his psyche we don't dive into what goes on in his head probably because everyone doesn't want to trip down that kind of psychosis boulevard and we want to see more of the action and the detective side of batman but you know he's he's broken he's he's not in the best of shape people (laughs) He saw his parents murdered, and he, you know, he deals with the likes of the Joker and all of that. So his mental state, probably not the best. But I'm excited to see how this breaks out, and um, as more stuff becomes available for it, as far as like release dates and all of that, um, I'm I will loop you in. But just to just to know that Winston Duke is voicing Batman, just the the gravitas of his voice. I, I'm extremely excited. It's right up there uh, with uh, 
Conroy. Kevin Conroy has always been Batman for me. So I'm curious to see if this may, I don't think it would usurp him as Batman, but I think it'd be a good run for his money. Absolutely. What else is going on in the geek verse? Is a very good question. Um, so during the week, oh, if you haven't seen this yet, we'll get back to my my stuff during the week. Uh, if you haven't seen this yet, the Ghostbusters trailer has landed, the second one, and it looks like we are going to get the. I don't know if you want to call it this the third film. Um, depending upon which school of thought you are from and what you are um, accustomed to and what level of nerdism you may be, this could be the fourth film or the fifth film. It just kind of depends. Because <laughs> the video game uh, that came out a few years ago was officially, unofficially the sequel. And now we've got this one. And then, of course, there's the 2016 film. So there's a lot of schools of thought out there. However, that said, and the air cleared, let's move on to what we saw in this trailer, which is absolutely all of the perfect feels for any Ghostbusters fan, in addition to any person who has the feels for the 80s nostalgia. This was the perfect blend of... Of the new and exciting with the perfect balance of the old. We get so many, so many Easter eggs out of this. There's so many stuff going on. Shandor's uh, palace or temple or whatever you want to call it. Terror dogs running around. Um, Gozer symbols littered throughout the town. There are just so many things. And then, of course, the final scene is the phone, the red phone, no less, ringing in Ray's occult bookshop. And it just, that that gave me chills more than anything. I mean, I love that Egon's granddaughter is just like him, just like almost, you can just see the, the, the body language, the posturing, just the personality. This is Egon as a kid, no doubt about it. And then, of course, we do get a visit from Annie Potts, who is talking about Egon and the house, and we get a much deeper dive into what has gone on and where everybody kind of is. So we know Ray is in New York, and obviously uh, Annie came out to see the the transition of the the mansion to um the family so what we get next is simply just magic on so many levels i i I, i'm excited And, and i know a lot of people already are going uh analyzing it like bit by bit the car of course there's just no mistaking the iconic siren with the 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 car just tearing through the streets and the gunner seat now is in full full glory but um November is when this hits. We have to wait all the way till Thanksgiving. I, at this point, am done with trailers. I can't see any more. I don't want any more further uh, destroying my experience for the film. And I know a couple of my fellow Ghostbusters are of the same mindset that they're like, nope, no more. I'm done. I got to wait. And I, I'm with you. I don't want anything else ruined. And I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm right there with them. And I can understand why. Even like though still we get the little clips of the original film and what was going on and some of the makeup that we saw and special effects for the trailer look absolutely just 
riveting. And I think they've really outdone themselves with this. And I don't think we are going to be disappointed. I'm hoping we won't be disappointed because, uh, let's face it, some of the films that we were looking forward to haven't exactly met the mark. They've been a little short of the expectations, but that could be a mixture of a lot of things. They were horrible to begin with, or it just didn't live up to the hype after waiting so long. So I think Ghostbusters has done it correctly with waiting and just kind of, you know, just just backpedaling a little bit, stalling. Same thing for James Bond. I know there's new uh, information leaking out about the new film, and they've kind of, you know, just, just pumped the brakes a little bit so they're not losing any of the hype or you know just it, it, it's 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 hard to say too much no good not enough no good is there a happy medium eh, we'll see who knows <laughs> who knows uh what else so this weekend um i didn't get a whole lot in in the way of watching tv i'm kind of a little burnt out and i wanted to just kind of enjoy nature it's been hot as hell but at night it's actually been very enjoyable so getting out hanging out with everybody has been kind of paramount for the time being but doesn't mean i didn't you know sit in on a couple of things one of the first things was troll hunters tales of arcadia rise of the titans which finishes off um del toro's troll hunter series and it's i don't know i've kind of got a mixed mixed feeling on the troll hunters because I, as much as I love the story and the interesting twists and three below and Vervatos, who I've, I've always, <laughs> I love that character. <laughs> Offerman voice in him was the, the, the perfect, perfect person. But um, of course it brings all of the, the franchises together to finish out uh, the story. And it's a very heartfelt story and there's there's some casualties let me tell you i i wasn't expecting what i got but the overall storytelling is tremendous the trolls are are the trolls they're great and it's it's an enjoyable story we do get some some conclusions but overall i I was i would see here's the bad thing the ending wrecked the whole thing for me and I'm not going to say how it ended, and then I'm not going to give you any spoilers. And once you watch it, I would love some uh, input or some kind of uh, reaction because I was I was in, I was totally in on this story, and and I was I was locked in, totally bought in. And then we get to the end, and I'm just like th- the choice that was made, and. Uh, it just negates a lot of what of all the emotional buy-in of everything that we as the viewer invested into this this story. I mean, this story's been going on for quite a while. I mean, this isn't just like, you know, some campy little thing. This has been going on for a number of years. So with that said, to get the the kind of non-committed um ending that we did just was disappointing and i don't know if they just didn't want to end it on a low point or they just weren't sure how to end it maybe kind of the driving force behind the resolution that we receive and in the end it all comes down to choices good ones bad ones 
sometimes all you have are bad ones and none of them are good and it's fine but there it just i don't know i was very very annoyed with the the resolution uh all, all in all though the story in the series has been tremendous i can't promote the the story big enough and and loud enough it, it really it really checked a lot of boxes for me to see it end is great but also at the same time a little disappointing because uh i did like the characters and i did like uh del toro's view on on the supernatural and everything that he does on a regular basis which is absolutely spectacular but um Troll Hunters, Rise of the Titans, definitely worth a watch. Uh, check it out. Let me know what you think. Uh, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this was the perfect end, and I'm just not seeing it. Uh, moving on, other trailers uh, that came out. This one is quick. Uh, Lucifer's final season date announced. So season six is arriving on Netflix September 10th, and this is way sooner than I expected. I honestly didn't think we would see the finale for Lucifer till next year. The trailer brings back a lot of um, previous episodes and hearkening to the character's growth from um, <laughs> from Devil to well, how he ended at the end of season five. So uh, even a little nod to the first season in the trailer, which is cool. Um, but it, this will be the final installment for Lucifer and um, another series that I'm going to be sad to see go. But September 10th is the date that we will see this return. So, okay. Uh, quicker than expected, but, you know, that's fine. I, I like pleasant surprises. Um, so I'll let you know when that lands and my take for sure on Lucifer. Um, what else is kind of bumping around? Uh, Rob Zombie teases Grandpa's uh, new look from the Monsters uh, relaunch. It's just a picture of his wig. Stop being stupid, people. Just just wait. It, there's so much more for that to come, and I, I really don't know what it's... Everyone was all excited. Hey, we get a, a look at Grandpa. It's a wig on a styrofoam head, all right? It looks just like the wig that we saw back in the day. Um, so there. Uh, what else? Lord of the Rings. Uh, we do get kind of a hint at what is going on for Lord of the Rings, but everyone's kind of up in the air because evidently there's going to be nudity and there's an appearance by Sauron and everyone's just all wound up about this. I don't know why this comes as any great surprise that they're going to have... Uh, you know, kind of a little more gruesome of a take on J.R.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings property, but I'm uh, I don't I don't know how to explain this to people. It's they're trying to do they're trying to recreate Game of Thrones, people, and that's just the way it is. Um, but let's look at it. Game of Thrones was successful. It was it wasn't until again like the final that did that ruin the entire series. A lot of people say no. A lot of people say yeah. Same thing with Seinfeld. Does the ending impact the entire series? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. But the fact is we have a Lord of the Rings series that may or may not fly. I'm kind of on the fence personally on this, and I'm a little bit of the Lord of the Rings out. I really I don't. <sighs> yeah, I know. I'm going to lose my nerd card on this one. I really don't care. I, I I don't. Um, the movies the movies really did it for me. They really did. And what they they put together 
in that whole extravaganza, even like the the extended edition, which you can watch now on uh, HBO Max, it is it is. <sighs> Jackson did a very thorough job. All of the characters have a decent story arc. I still don't like the the battle for the White City, and I still think Helm's Deep is probably the better of the fights. But all in all, I mean, it is... I don't want to throw around the word masterpiece around, but it's it's damn good. I mean, The Hobbit, on the other hand, didn't need to be three films, and that can just die in a car fire. But the, the premise was there... And I understand maybe two films, three is right out. That was too much. But two films would have probably been the perfect balance for The Hobbit. What we're going to get on the TV show is anyone's guess. I don't know. They're saying that we will get answers starting mid-2022 when this hits the airwaves. So, um... (sighs) More Lord of the Rings merch, more, more, more. I don't know. I'm like I said, I'm pretty happy with what we got so far in the films that I don't see a, a need, a desire. That's that's just me, I guess. Um, what else? I don't want to talk about that. That's just dumb. And yeah, okay. So that brings me down to oh. No, there's one more thing. The other trailer that I saw last week that hit, holy flapjacks. The Dune trailer is promising to look more impressive than any sci-fi epic that we have seen. The 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 sets are stupendous. The actors that they have assembled, the look, the feel, this feels like it's right out of the novel. This is just Holy shit. We're not going to have to wait long. October 22nd is the release date for this. And I like the the, the promos that we've gotten, the posters of each character. Um, we get kind of a quick glimpse into the history of the characters, their relation to the story. Um, it, uh, there's just so, so much. If you haven't watched this trailer, uh, I'll tell you what. I'll put it in the comments below. Go check this trailer out because it is by far... This is the Dune we should have got. <laughs> and I know there's a couple of listeners out there that will probably get a little cranky with me on that one. But it, it's it's true. This is the Dune we, we earned. This is the Dune we should have seen. I love Patrick Stewart in the original Dune. Of course, Paul Mwadib, uh is will always be Paul Mwadib, even if he is Sex in the City and, and you know, uh, 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 Twins Peaks, Ian McLaughlin. I can't, I can't, I can't unsee it. They they did those characters justice. Even Sting was was on point. But looking at what they did for this trailer is just I, I'm this one I'm really excited for. I uh, won't have late, uh, long to wait for sure. Uh, which leads me to this week's take on um, the big big eyesore that everyone is is yelling about right now, and that is. Masters of the Universe Revelation. And there's this is really wild how this is swung on the the nerd nerd wheel. And I'm 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 not with you guys. A lot of them are upset and they're saying it's a bait and switch. And even Kevin Smith has come out and said, Yeah, grow the F up. And um 
I can, I'm kind of siding with him on on this because as this cartoon, as this show was built, it was a continuation of the '80s classic cartoon, and it's as close to the real thing as many reboots and relaunches that we have seen for He-Man that have failed because they couldn't capture that magic, they couldn't capture the the family feel and just the 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 camaraderie that we got with the original. And it's fine. You're, you, it, it's hard to put lightning back in the bottle. Especially when all of the people, and if you haven't watched the toys that made us in regards to He-Man, you should. It's very educational, and it opened your eyes to what really was going on in the driving force behind He-Man. It was, it was just that one-off that hit at the right time. All of it. Cartoon, toys, the, 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 whole, the whole kit and caboodle. Now, fast forward to today. Uh, the fans are still there. You have the parents that grew up on it, who a lot of people still have the toys safely tucked on a shelf and collecting dust and doing as collectors do. And God love you. Keep the, keep, keep the faith. However, this makes perfect sense to me. Watching this, and I was watching the first episode, and I was not opposed to what I was seeing and I was a little annoyed because I was just like okay this is going to look more uh, along the lines of just a horrible rehash I was waiting for the the more you know at the end of the episode and then it went completely sideways Mossman went up like a match uh, and the the fight if you haven't heard already spoilers and I apologize He-Man and Skeletor die in the first episode <laughs> they are taken completely out of the equation however the story does progress and it progresses quite quickly and darkly from this point on you're dealing with the the fallout the casualties of war one of the things that everyone always used to make fun of like the G.I. Joe uh, cartoons or the Transformers you know they, they never died they couldn't hit shit um, there were no consequences to their actions there are consequences. There are some major fallouts and some huge revelations in regards to the story. And it's a progression that makes sense. I can see if someone got in there and mucked about with it, changing the directive and everything else, but they didn't. Kevin Smith does do the, the story justice. He does the fans justice, but just that everyone is so fixated on the wrong parts of the story. And the wrong part, of course, is Tila. Now, I think it's not because of Tila, and I have an absolute perfect explanation why Tila doesn't work. It's because of Sarah Michelle Geller. Her voice is not what I would, I would put for Tila. I mean, I'm not saying she's a bad actress. And, of course, her being Buffy the Vampire Slayer was the... the, the the high point of her career that is that is the 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 cornerstone of which she has built and launched her her career off of i even loved the show that she did with robin williams where they were running an ad agency i loved it and watched that show religiously just not only because of her but robin williams being back on television the problem that i have is her voice it's it's just not it's it's too whiny it's too high pitched it doesn't work for the character and I know she's giving her best dramatic performance but it just it just doesn't fit it doesn't work who would I have as a voice actress that is an excellent question and I don't have an answer just because all I can hear is that whiny nasal ping of Sarah Michelle Gellar coming through 
I'm not trying to bag on her at all. In fact, I hold her in the highest esteem as far as acting and what she brings as a actress. But voice acting is entirely different. Mark Hamill as Skeletor, I buy. Everybody in this show, I buy as the character, even Man at Arms, who we come to find out is probably the most lethal man on, et- on Eternia, which only makes sense. If you watched the show back in the day, there are episodes that went on we didn't even see He-Man. The, the premise and the driving force behind the show was teamwork. It was working together. It was family. It was casting together to overcome an objective. It was to, to battle evil, to protect Grayskull, to, to protect the universe. Well, everything falls. And we need to, to rally more than ever before to overcome this. So it fits very well with the previous cartoon. It really makes you think and kind of like, oh, okay. We get Orko back. We get Cringer. We get, I mean, the only one that's missing, and we made fun of him a couple episodes ago, is Ram Man. No Ram Man. I was upset. I was like, we could have had some, some redemption for Ram Man. No Buzz Off, no Stratos. Uh, we get Fister, Fistor. I can't remember his proper name. I know, and I should. But the characters that they choose do serve specific purposes to st- telling the story. And it's, it's very classic He-Man. There, there's so much that you can feel coming through from the 80s that I don't think anything is wasted from the, the viewer's perspective. The problem is you've got to approach it from the standpoint of this is the continuation. This is how the story probably would have gone. I don't know. I mean, if everyone is expecting He-Man and Tila to marry and ride off into the sunset on Battle Cat, I think you're a little short-sighted. I mean, sure, romantic at heart, but a little short-sighted. And, of course, the revelation that everybody knows is coming um, is 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 just tiptoed around, which is kind of annoying, and it's almost like the, the, the underlining joke of the entire thing. And maybe you will get your wish. At the end of this... Maybe Tila and He-Man ride off on Battle Cat into the darker catacombs of Grayskull and live happily ever after. I don't know. Kevin Smith has definitely thought this story through. There are key elements that are being set up, and there's some very emotional drama that people are dealing with when they're watching this. It's not just kind of tossed together haphazardly. There is a hierarchy. There is a story uh, being told. The question is, what what is the cost? Evil Lynn is perfect. Evil Lynn, as, as the antagonist in the story, is great. Beast Man is right on point. And it only makes sense as far as, after Skeletor, what would happen to Snake Mountain? What would happen to those villains? And without a, a definite head of the snake, who then becomes in charge? It's an excellent question, and we do get an answer. And you know what? In my mind, it makes it makes perfect sense. The only one that's kind of I'm I'm a little disappointed in is is the Merman development. He's he's just he's still the Aquaman of the Masters of the Universe. He really is, <laughs> and it is kind of treated as a joke. How that joke ends, because there is definitely there is definitely something more coming from that. I'm hoping uh, to just leave it in that kind of disarray or kind of hanging moment would be extremely disappointing. But uh, I would not be surprised if that's where it sits. All in all, I I I know 
this will probably annoy people, but I liked it. I liked it from the standpoint that it worked. It wasn't this reimagining. It really wasn't this uh, this disjointed storytelling. It was it was fun. It was entertaining, and it gave the viewer something to kind of cheer on. It really has the classic feeling of a campaign for Dungeons and Dragons. It does have the overall story arc of the quest, and I I find that entertaining. I find that acceptable. And I know a lot of people will argue that with me, and, and that's fine. Uh, I'm more than capable to to defend this standpoint. But for all intents and purposes, I got more than I expected. Um, did it check all the boxes? No. Would I like to have seen more of Eternia? Yes. Uh, especially when we're dealing with the king and the queen. And that kind of was left hanging when I don't know I mean that was kind of like the low hanging fruit of the entire story for the first um, six episodes yeah I don't even think it was that many I think it was like five or six episodes for this arc I don't know when the next installment will land I'm hoping I mean I'm sure it's not going to be as fast as Lucifer but you know hey fingers crossed we probably won't see this until next year and that's fine. I don't think the ratings are going to be where they want them to be because everyone's going to be all wound up and uh, cranky about it. Let me, uh, let me propose this to you, though. If you have watched it at least once, or you barely made it through the first episode, or you didn't get all the way through the first episode, because the first episode was harsh. It, it was a little kind of like, okay. It was, it was the same formula. It, everything that was great about the 80s was not great now, and it's all in there. Um, there were, like I said, towards the end, some very interesting twists, kind of like Invincible. you got to get through that first episode, and I think the payoff at the end is is almost worth it. And there is some some grandiose schemes going on here that I don't want to spoil. Like I said, spoiler-free as much as humanly possible, and I get it. But do me the favor. Sit down. Watch it all the way through. If you've already watched it, give it a second take. But keep your mind open. Try to think of what the original show was about. Think about just the cheese factor and how do you relate the, the cheesy 80s to today. That's the question. And does it do its service? I think it does. I think it pays homage to the childhood that we remember while bringing in other viewers and to a, a, new, a new way of thinking. Just my thought. But, you know, hey, <laughs> I could be wrong. And that's my take this week on Masters of the Universe Revelation, which isn't that big of a revelation. And I don't, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know the headspace that it took for them to put that together, but it's really not that big of a revelation. <laughs> and in fact, I even think there was an episode in the old one that directly uh, tackled this this topic. So, um, yeah, I'll let you guys. Let you guys uh, view it on your own. Anything else catching my eye before I let you go? Doesn't look like it. As I scan the interwebs, nothing, nothing. Uh, yeah, that's kind of it. Uh, if you're a big toy fan, uh, after the trailer was released, Ghostbusters Afterlife Hasbro toys were revealed, which um, look 
like older Ghostbusters, and we've get the Stranger Kid things, st- Stranger Things, Stranger Things kids in the suits. I know they're not all from Stranger Things, but every time I look at them, that's all I can see. Um, so it works. We'll see. We'll see what the final story for the Ghostbusters is. Um, but that kind of covers it. I will be back next week with whatever catches my eye or uh, follow up to your guys' comments and questions below. Please give us a like. Please give us a share. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. we got more stuff coming. Uh, we are constantly creating new content, all in the hopes of entertaining you and tickling your, your nerddom. But in the meantime, run fast, laugh hard, and always be kind.